Yeah, I, I understand uh, why, uh, you know, the opinions are split. And actually, I wouldn't have declared that as an emergency because we are aware that, uh, you know, this is going around. It's not like COVID where, you know, in the lapse of uh, three, four months, we had, you know, hundred thousand of cases, if not millions. So now we're talking about 20,000 cases, but I can understand the decision. I think that the decision mainly uh, is linked to the fact that they want to raise uh, global awareness to what is going on, because unfortunately, I would have thought, and that's the, I would say, uh, what, what I really think, I would have thought that by that time, we would have contained that. And I think that the fear is that we are reaching a point in which the window of opportunity is closing and we're not going to, you know, not going to be able to, to contain that. And therefore, I can understand the decision. But from a medical standpoint, I don't think that this is really an emergency. So what does it mean in practical terms uh, for the Israeli health service once the WHO declares an emergency? Does Israel have to respond immediately? I, th- I think that the idea is, is again, it's more awareness at this point. Uh, it's uh, getting prepared in terms of vaccination. And Israel is getting prepared. Unfortunately, there are not enough doses around the world of, uh, of vaccines. Right now, Israel is getting 2,000 doses. And hopefully, within a few, uh, few days to weeks, we're going to get 8,000 more. But we also have to take into account, right now in Israel, we have only... Uh, 105 cases. So it's not like, again, a pandemic in which it's uh, uncontrollable. I think that what we have to do is sensitize people. I think that people have to understand that this is a real threat. Uh, It's not a major threat because in most cases it's not lethal. I think that we have to uh, warn uh, certain communities that are more prompt to get that virus. Um, It's similar to AIDS in a couple of um, senses. First of all, it originated in Africa. Second of all, Mm -hmm. it's mainly spread by gay men. Um, I I assume it's not going to spread like AIDS. It won't be as deadly as AIDS. Yeah, no, you're correct to assume that this is a virus unlike AIDS. This is a virus, HIV. This is a virus that we know. We know it from, you know, uh, 1958. It's endemic in certain parts of Africa, uh, we know that that virus, as you mentioned, is usually not lethal. The other thing is that, fortunately, and I hope this is the case, actually, we have some doubts right now, but fortunately, usually people that have the virus are symptomatic. Therefore, you know, we, you are aware that you are sick. But I would say that lately I'm, I started to see reports that uh, are I would say kind of uh, perhaps mentioning the possibility that uh, some of the strains have turned into an asymptomatic, meaning that you're not aware that you are transmitting, and that would be a real problem like we know, you know, for uh, COVID. So uh, I, I, I think that there are some similarities with, with, uh, with AIDS, but it's not the same virus. The other thing, of course, it started with uh, uh, people having sex with uh, men, having sex with with other men. But again, we know that that virus, like AIDS, does not discriminate and can, of course, attack both men and women. So the few thousand vaccines that we currently have in Israel, are those to be distributed? 
Yes, yes, uh, definitely. Uh, the question is, who is going to benefit from those vaccines? Will we target certain populations, like men having sex with men, the gay community, or will we target also healthcare uh, uh, management people and, and doctors and nurses, etc.? I think it's going to be both at the end of the day. Uh, uh, there are also some uh, talks about how to split the vaccination, because basically to be fully vaccinated, you need a one dose and then a booster shot, uh, which is usually given 28 days after the first shot. But the question is, should we just give one shot so that we can target more people than giving, you know, the full uh, uh, two-shot uh, regimen? So that's, these, these are questions that are being asked right now you know, to decide about the best policy we can in order to try and contain that. And finally, for listeners who may be worried, what mm -hmm. are the symptoms and how can um, a listener distinguish between symptoms that may also be uh, um, relevant for other diseases? Yeah, so basically it usually starts with uh, high fever and, and a headache, I would say during three to four days, and then some blisters uh, appear. Uh, which turn into bumpy, uh, kind of bumpy rash, and then, you know, a scab and, and, and you know, pustular form of, of that disease. It may, it may uh, remind people of, of uh, chickenpox to some extent, to some extent. But uh, uh, usually, uh, you know, the, uh, a physician can make the distinction. The other thing that is actually a, a matter of concern right now is the testing capacity. Uh, several countries are now expanding the, the testing capacity in order to get the best diagnostic, in order not to, uh, I would say, misinterpret it or uh, mis, uh, I would say, not rec misidentify uh, that virus with other STDs, sexually transmitted disease. So, uh, uh, this is one of the tests, but basically fever, headache, flu-like symptoms during three to four days, and then a rash. So um, someone suffering from these symptoms should immediately contact their doctor or health fund? Yeah, but also it's a question of, you know, I would say, uh, um, uh, how can I explain that? It, it, it's a question of, of, uh, of where you were and what you did, actually, circumstances, meaning that if you had a party with people that are in close contact with those people uh, uh, that might have had, uh, uh, you know, monkeypox, so yeah, definitely contact your physician. But if you, you know, if you have a normal, I would say, or regular uh, routine, I would say, a daily life that, you know, come back home every day at five, uh, eat something, go to bed, and you have no contact with people that might have been at risk. So I think, you know, we, we, we have to to keep reminding ourselves that there are other diseases than uh, you know monkeypox. So again, only a hundred cases right now in Israel. So I, I, I would urge, on the one hand, caution, but also we don't want to be in a real state of emergency, of daily emergency. We had that during two and a half years. I think that we can breathe a little bit right now and hope that things will be okay.